Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen with some Talk Birdie to Me bonus content. Talk about your round of golf. No, we're not going to talk about my round of golf, Nick. We're not <laughs> going to do that. Because this is the podcast, uh, Talk Birdie to Me, the 151st Open Championship at Hoylake. Mm. And... Uh, I'm just having a quick look at the weather here. It doesn't look too bad on a Thursday. 14-kilometre uh, win, so that's round one. Round two, a 19-kilometre win. Round three, 23. And then Sunday will be 21. Rain forecast Friday, Saturday and Sunday in Liverpool. Mm, I can't wait for it to start this afternoon, that's yeah. for sure. There's nothing like... <laughs> watching the Open Championship, the May... It, it, it's funny, I don't... I, I watch golf, but yeah. usually I watch the final round or yeah. something like that just to, you know, keep keep up to date. Well, I keep my eye on the scores yeah. and everything like that, but when a major's on, I watch every round yeah. and I'm in front of that box <laughs> just going, oh, wow, I wonder what they're doing. How are they playing? And how about the BBC? From the first shot of round one to the last shot, every shot is is basically covered. It's amazing. And our good friend right here in, in, in Australia, Fox Sports, 3.30 start today. Is How it good? really? 3.30 start Fox today. Fox Sports and KO as well. Yeah, okay. so um, let me have a quick look. So at 3.30, uh, the 6.35 AM group is Ramus Hoshgard. Is that right? Southgate and Alex Fitzpatrick. Love it. You're going to turn it on at 3.30 and mm. at 3.35... Bang, <laughs> Group One or match match number one. So if we're talking about Open Championship. Be about a six thirty a.m. tea time because I know. I, yeah, I know the tea times. They the last tee offs usually around four thirty p.m. Something like that. Yeah. It's like a, it's so late. I mean, they, you finish at ten o'clock basically, given the way pros play uh, the pace of play every now and then. And you won't have to wait too long because uh, we've got a New Zealander, Daniel Hillier, who uh, well did he win a couple of weeks ago? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He won the uh, uh, at the Belfry. He's in British the second Masters. group. And then Travis Smythe. Uh, so that'll be at uh, 4.19 Australian Eastern Standard mm. Time. You're going to see him. So, you know, just 50 minutes after, we've got an Aussie whizzing around as well. So it's, that's Love all it. fantastic. It has been raining in Liverpool. It has. And Hoylake is as green as these players have ever seen it. Now, you played in 2006 when Tiger <laughs> only hit one driver for the week. It was so dry over there. Yeah. Hit irons everywhere. Well, can, can you remember much about that week? Well, you see this table we're sitting at? Yeah. It was that hard. It was rock hard and it was brown. Yeah. Uh, there's been some good photos posted on Twitter of the comparisons. Uh, who, who did you say it was? Michael Ma Kim. Michael Kim, yeah. Yeah, he did a great job, actually, yeah. showing everybody around the world the comparisons and giving his thoughts yes. about it all. Yeah, really good thoughts on the golf course. But I, I remember the course, uh, I remember that tournament well, well, well for two rounds anyway, because I missed the cut. <laughs> I, did, I shot 70-75. How did you miss the cut? You well, don't miss cuts, Unfortunately, Nick. I made a triple on about the 13th or 14th. Uh, obviously, you know, remember that one. But people, I did, People I did, love hearing good players uh, making triples, mate. Well, so don't worry, you put yeah, the, you're putting smiles on lots of people's faces <laughs> right now. Yeah, we are all human, us golf pros. But yeah, made a, made a <laughs> triple in the back, and then I birdied two of the last three. But I missed the cut by two in the end, I so think. So the triple but cost you. It, well, it did, yeah. It was uh, it was a tough. But they've changed the golf course around now. They've added this new little par three, the 17th. Yeah, I heard about this. What's the so, story? So 
when I played it back then, it used to be the old 15th. And where you tee off, that's where they put the green. And where you used to hit into the green, that's where they put the tee. So they've completely reversed the hole. Right. And it's become this little, and it used to be a little downhill par three hole. Nice. It was nice. Yeah. You know, there was nothing great about it, but it was a nice little hole. But now they've turned it into a bit of a beast and they've made it the 17th hole instead of the old 15th. Okay. So they've sort of flipped the order. It's similar routing. And then they've, I think they've lengthened 16 and done some other things there as well. But it's about 135 yards, a little uphill. And some of the graphics, and I've, I've watched some flyovers mm. of it, it looks like a little magic little yeah. golf hole a bit like that postage stamp style where yeah. pot bunkers on either side one short and it's an it's a uh, upside down saucer type green tabletop mm. it's going to be tricky to hit if that wind comes in yeah i can imagine good tiny mm. little greens at this joint that's, that's what i can remember from tiger's win and from rory's win when rory win 2014 2014 yeah, yeah. But um, 71st hole of the golf tournament too i don't know i mean we had a par three at royal st george's way back in the day when ben curtis won Thomas ben Bjorn. Curtis. Remember Thomas God, Bjorn? Yeah, I, I saw Thomas Bjorn. I kept going. Yeah, I did. We well, they ended going. up calling it, what, the Sands of Bjorn or whatever yeah, it was because he right. made a seven out of there and lost the golf tournament. Hey, just before we start talking about this week, um, one of the great things uh, Fox Sports does in Australia is they put on the old Open Championships. Um, and I've been, I've been watching them all. You know, I watched the Baker Finch one. I've watched that a thousand times, the Baker Finch one. Um, and, and Love it, that pink shirt. The pink shirt. <laughs> 29 going out on the front nine. What was he using? Diwas, remember those? The Diwas. There's a story behind them. <laughs> Diwa didn't last much longer, and nor no. did Finchie's uh, contract because he started playing bad uh, not mm. long after that win. Um, I watched Tigers win in 2000. What a, what a tournament. Oh. You know, Duval was right there. Um, Thomas Bjorn, he's so much thinner. He's as thin as you back well, in 2000. That was my first uh, first major, my first Open at St Andrews. Was it really? Your it, first Open ever. So yeah. now we, we we must quickly talk about this. So yes. my, the, the only Open I played in was at Carnoustie, and it was uh, the year that the little Frenchman went crazy. Uh, oh, yes, 99. Vanderbilt. Mm. So Vanderbilt lost the plot. Eight over got you into the playoff. Uh, it was a 12-over cut. Okay, so yep. it was the and, and the and the wind wasn't that bad. I promise you, folks, it wasn't that bad. It'll be, you know, the the, it, the a two club wind was as much as we saw in the first two rounds in 1999, which was the only one that I played in. Um, it's funny, I can I can hardly remember the golf course, Carnoustie. I played three <laughs> practice rounds and I've round one and round two, and I, I can hardly remember the golf course. I remember that open because I went there and had a look because I went to local qualifying, and, yeah. I, and I wasn't playing well at the time, and I went to the golf course. I thought, you know what, if I don't get in, I won't be that upset because yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to find all, all my golf well, balls well, you out couldn't. here. Uh, yeah. you, you actually couldn't. And, and the worst bit was that particularly, I don't want to drag it back to Carnoustie 99, but the, they, they actually mowed all the rough after um, Tuesday because it was absolutely ridiculous. Right. If they mm. played it the way they had it set up on Monday and Tuesday, 14 over would have got you into a playoff and the cut would have been 20 over. Oh. It was just so stupid, yeah. so ridiculous. But let's go back to the way you remember it. And you know, Tiger Woods, reading Michael Kim's uh, tweet, he was saying that Tiger was hitting irons to all the corners. Um, he's hitting woods to get to all the corners. So the corners must be really important at this joint, Nick. It must well, be a lot of dog legs. Yeah, there are plenty of dog legs. It, it favours someone who draws the ball. That's what they're sort of saying from the tee. So 
think Rory straight yep. away and yep. Xander Shoffley. Yep. Scheffler can turn the ball as yep. well, which is nice. But but back then, it was so firm, so fiery. Tiger was hitting his driver off the planet, so he didn't even bother yeah. using it at that time because he, he couldn't uh, keep it under control. But he, he didn't need to, as it turned out. He hit an iron off everywhere, laid up short, so he didn't get to the doglers where all the pot bunkers are. They're the things you have to avoid on this golf course. If you go in any of these pot bunkers, it's almost an automatically a one-stroke penalty because you're just splashing it out and then hitting your next shot from there. But uh, they've lengthened the golf course. It's stretched out to about almost 7,400 yards, past yeah. 71. It's going to be softer, so they will be taking drivers a lot more, and I think that brings those pot bunkers more in play. Yeah, well, that, that was going to be my question to you. Uh, and again, just drawing on my experience the year before in 1999, um, the the ball was running so funny. I mean, the, it wasn't an issue um, hitting the ball long. It was actually you're trying to stop the ball. Yeah. So in 2000, people were trying to stop the ball because of the run. The 2006, people were trying to stop the ball because of the run. If the golf course is going to be a lot softer and you don't have to worry about a bad bounce that you probably had to worry about back mm. in 2006, does that mean necessarily that you're going to have to draw your iron shots or your woods uh, uh, at a lot of these holes. Is it a place where someone like John Rahm can hit his long irons and fade it into the middle and be reasonably confident of a soft bounce and keeping his ball under control from the tee? Yeah, I don't think the shape of the tee shots will matter that much anymore yeah. because it will be a bit more receptive. Generally, when it's firmer like that, you have to shape the ball with the direction of the hole. And in mm. this case, with a lot of right-to-left dog legs and the odd left-to-righter, obviously, you would need to hit those shots. But given the conditions, given the forecast to the golf course, the faders, they just got to aim a lot further left and hit that nice high fade, and it's probably going to land a bit softer and stay in the fairway. If it was rock hard, they would mm. not be able to do that. So that's going to play a big factor this week. And it brings in more of the players who play the ball through the air, which is most golfers these days, and not too many of them are used to playing it along the ground. All right, I want to talk to you about a couple of players. Uh, we saw him come second in Scotland, Robert McIntyre. Now, mm. he, he plays well and understands this sort of golf. Uh, he's a fader of the golf ball, which is a right-to-left shape. Works well. Do you give him hope? I uh, do. Yeah, I yeah do He's too. been playing well. At the last two I tournaments, he was leading in Denmark, yep. couldn't close it out. Um, the Scottish Open, he played a phenomenal round of golf, and unfortunately for him, just someone played better. Coming off a tied fourth and a second last week. So Robert McIntyre understands it, is probably due to do something special uh, on, on a real global stage. Uh, and we know he's in form. What about Shane Lowry? Yeah, well, I'm not sure of his form. I haven't really had a good look at Shane's of late, but uh, you never count him out on a Lynx golf course, obviously growing up uh, from across mm. on, on one of the other big aisles, obviously Northern Ireland there. he uh, he's, he's won an Open Championship before. He knows what it takes to do it, and uh, his short game is, you could almost say it's the best in the world. He's had three top 20s in the first three majors of the season. Okay. So he enjoys playing in the big ones. Uh, some of the other players, Jordan Spieth. Mm. Now, this guy interests me on a softer British Open course for some reason. I, I don't know why. Um, probably just he's up and down. You know, it's very, very small greens. You know, not everyone's going. I mean, if you hit 12 greens at this joint, uh, the way it's set up, and we, you, you've probably had a good day. Mm. I'd back Jordan Spieth to get up and down most of the time around this place if it's a little bit soft and with his imagination. So... I'm still a believer in Jordan, and I've got the feeling that even though he hasn't been prominent winning majors in the last, you know, 
handful of years. years. Handful mm-hmm. of years. Um, I've got the feeling he's the sort of fellow that if he did get his nose in front, he'd be hard to stop. Yeah, he has that confidence and he has that ability just to turn the switch. I mean, you remember him back in... Mm. When did he win the Open uh, at Birkdale, where he hit possibly one of the worst golf shorts on 11 or 12th tee, something like that, which went sideways. And he had the ability to say, right, I'm going to get over that and then close this tournament out. And he did it. So his ability to forget the bad shots is incredible. And that's what you need at the Open Championship because you're going to get bad bounces. You're going to hit shots where you just won't be rewarded. And if you can get over those quicker than everyone else, you're going to be ahead of them. Yeah, Xander Shoffley uh, plays well in British Opens. He's had a trio of top 20s uh, since he's been playing. He's played, made the cut in all five of his Open Championships. He does have the right to left ball flight, which we all think is uh, beneficial at this golf course. Uh, and the other one too, um, it's ridiculous that more people aren't talking about him, but Dustin Johnson. Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? It, it is ridiculous. I mean, he's a he's a live player. Doesn't we don't see him too much on the big time, but he's the sort of bloke who can just wander in, fresh off jumping off, doing backflips off boats into the <laughs> whatever sea he was in with the with the misses. Um, it's it's hard with the live players to know what sort of form they are in. That, that's that's been that. the issue. I mean, we know Cam Smith is playing well, obviously, because he won mm. Live London recently. But uh, we'll, we'll get to Cam shortly. Uh, Victor Hovland. What do yeah. you make of Victor's uh, chances? Well, tied second at the PGA Championship, tied 12th and tied 14th uh, at the Open are his best. Mm. What do you think? Well, he's a ball-striking machine. Yeah. Um, short game still to be determined in that regard, but if he just flat-out plays from tee to green like he normally does and he's a good putter, mm. give him a great chance. Yeah, small greens I think work against him, but like uh, like you say, he is a ball-striking machine. Mm. If he has uh, 72 days, 72 holes out where he's just flushing it, um, and he's got an Aussie caddy, so yeah, Shay. That, that so. does help. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood. Well, he should be your pick because he wears a cardigan, doesn't he? Yeah, I love, <laughs> I love the, I love the cardigan. That you Nike do. one looks nice. Yeah, no, he he's well up in all the stati- all, all the stats at the moment. Tita Green putting, short game, all that sort of thing. Um, the, the the question mark for his is can he close out a big one? Mm. He's won obviously several times in DP World Tour, never won on on PGA Tour. Does he have what it takes? What do you think? Yes, he does. He has the game for it. It's more just the mindset. Yeah, look, I think he does. He got very close uh, a few years ago to where he was in there but didn't quite perform on the Sunday. Uh, We saw him... He's had an issue with Sundays. That's the thing. Yeah, that is is right. But he, he did have a win. Who did he beat just recently? The Canadian Open. He, he, no, he didn't. He got win. rolled. He, <laughs> he got rolled. Down. He should have won it. He should have won it. That's right. Yep. He should have won it. Uh, do you want to say a few things about John Rahm this week? Because I, I think he's almost another forgotten player. Well, no one's talking about him. That's the most bizarre thing coming yeah. into it. I think he's had a bit of time off. He does love Ling's golf. He's won an Irish Open before. Yeah. Um, and he has that mentality that can just go out there and grab these uh, events. I'm sure he's been practicing locally on all these Lynx courses. I haven't really looked that up, whether he has or not. But if he hasn't, well, that's his own fault. He really mm. should have been. But uh, uh, he's one for the big stage. I fancy his chances. I, know, I don't know what his odds are, but I'd back him because he's probably higher than the Rory and McElroy and the Brookses uh, and the Schefflers and those guys. Yeah. Can Brooks Kepka win an Open Championship? He's won five majors. He needs a Masters and an Open to, mm. uh, to finish things off and, and get that career Grand Slam. I, I think this is his best hope. Can he? Of course he can. Yeah, yeah. He, absolutely. He, he he loves the big state, the big four. That's what it's all about for him. And 
I think given the conditions, that'll play more into his hands than others. All right. I just want to talk about three more players that uh, are the favourites. Mm-hmm. Then I want to hear about some of our Australian guys. Yes. But I'm going to lead with Cameron Smith. Um, the defending champ, playing well, had a win recently on Live. Uh, talking very confidently. He uh, is. Where I've seen him talk, he seemed pretty comfortable in his own skin at the moment. Uh, I reckon small greens is a big help for someone like Cameron Smith. I think that uh, two reasons. It's, it's probably a little bit more open and you don't have to take on trouble if you don't want to. And the small greens uh, at Royal Liverpool, I think is going to be a real handy thing for for Cameron Smith, over 72 holes. Yeah, he loves putting on slower greens. We know that yep. from <laughs> from last year at, at yes. the old course. Um, driving is obviously the the thing with him. If he drives the ball well, well, he'll he'll be the favourite in my in my mind. Mm. Um, now, he's also after a little bit of history, I guess you could say, because Peter Thompson back in the day won the British Open three times in a row, 54, 55, 56. And there's a little bit of symmetry in here. The 55 was at the old course yeah. last year. Cameron Smith won at the old course. 56 was Hoylake. Now, Ooh. can Smith go back to back to repeat what Peter Thompson did? So yeah, that'd, that'd be good. That that'd would be, be something. Mm. Uh, um, I happened to catch uh, last year's Open Championship on Fox Sports as well. You forgot how good a round that was. Oh, yeah. Five birdies in a row from 10 to 14. Birdies last as well to shoot 30 on the back nine after 200 on the front. I don't know what length of putts he hold <laughs> for the week, but it was in the hundreds and hundreds of feet. Well, he set a record, didn't he, on mm. the second or third round. A, a, an absolute PGA Tour record. Uh, the other two, um, Scotty Scheffler and Rory McIlroy. Which yeah. one do you want to pick first? Well, it would be, and well, for both players, for them to play the golf they have this year and, and not to come away with a major. Scheffler especially, I think. Mm. He's, he, his tee to green game this year has really only been seen before in the likes of Tiger Woods. That's the only person that's put together uh, a season as he has. And people are calling it a disappointing season. Now, he's won twice. Mm. He win the Players and uh, Phoenix. Yep. He hasn't finished outside the top 12 in the last 19 starts. Just think about that. I mean, that, that's ridiculous. incredible. In his last seven starts, he's been in the top five. Yeah. Not many people have beaten him this week, but he hasn't got many titles under his resume, and he needs a win, I think, as a, and obviously yeah. a major, to cap off one of the great seasons. He, he holds uh, the number one position in strokes gained in three hitting categories. And I think for getting up and down, he's number four <laughs> from scrambling. So yeah. in strokes gain. So well, the obvious issue has been the putter, though. Yes. So if he can just have an average week putting, I think he'll win by four. And, all right. And Rory McIlroy, of course, he's going to start. Yeah. I, I would say the crowd favourite, and probably the favourite as well. I think both Scotty and Rory McIlroy, when I looked last, were both paying about eight dollars fifty. I think it's pretty much on the money. I think that's as that's where I'd have them if yeah. I was if I had a book going as well. The question mark with Rory is, we, well, we keep on seeing it. It's been so long since he's won a major. It's been nine years. But does, the does good thing last is... Week, yeah, does last week do enough for the belief in his back pocket? Well, he got the breaks he needed to last week on a couple of those putts, yeah. which we which we spoke about in uh, in our other pot earlier. And uh, he needs those in majors, and he hasn't had that in majors, unfortunately. I think he needs to go out and be aggressive and yeah. just attack from the get-go. First day, the conditions are going to be good. Need to light that golf course up. He'll be playing in the afternoon. He's playing with uh, John Rahm and Justin Rose. A great pairing for him there. Get off to that good start and just keep the foot down. I'm 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like the podcast? No, oh, maybe tell a friend. Drop them a text or share it on your socials. This is Talk Birdie to Me with Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. Uh I know you've got a page uh, there full of Australians that we're going to talk about. All right, let's. Where you want to start? Well, we've sort of already spoken about Cameron Smith. Uh, you know, we know what his chances are going to be like. I think if you're going to go on the world rankings, we'll go down the list. Jason Day, number 27 in the world. He won the Byron Nelson earlier this week. This is his 10th Open Championship. 10 win. Pretty impressive. Uh, best finish tied fourth, yeah. 2015. Do you think he can? Well, he can do it. I don't think he can go. I don't think he can win the tournament going wire to wire, but I think if he's thereabouts on Sunday, I wouldn't be surprised if he lights it up early mm. and 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 wins that way. Yeah, that's just my gut feel. Yeah, he's still one of the best putters, and yep. you know, he's, ball striking has been very impressive this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, next up, Adam Scott. This is his twenty-second open. Yeah. <laughs> you played one. I've played six. Twenty-two yep. of them for yep. for Scotty. Pretty Amazing. impressive. Yeah. Best finish. Well, we all want to know what that is. The second at Lytham when he bogeyed the last four holes. That Heart was brutal. Brutal. But in 2014, when Rory won here, he was tied fifth with Mark Leishman. So he knows the golf course, knows it well. Mm. Had a, Having a solid season, nothing too special at the moment. But I, I rate him. Yeah, I think he'll play very clever. He'll play clever golf around this place. It's just uh, whether the putter can, can just give him enough confidence to be thereabouts. He's one player I could see leading wire to wire. You know, if he shoots mm. a low one, then I can see him kind of going centre of the green and conservative for the rest of the week and just plodding along and shooting his one under here, two under, maybe a three under along the way, and then bang, mm. yep. you're an open champion. These next two guys, I'm, I'm curious to know what you think their chances are. Firstly, Min Woo Lee, number, he's ranked 47 in the world. Best finish this year is tied second at Abu Dhabi. This is his second open championship he played last year at St. Andrews where he finished tied for mm. 21st. What do you think of his chances? Yeah, I, I think he's starting to believe, Min Woo Lee, that he's one of the big boys. Uh, the US just, Open proved that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's he's not just an also around. He's not just making up the numbers. Minwoo Lee, I think uh, now he's played with enough players and seen that his ball striking is as good as anybody's out there. And it's just a matter of whether those putts go in early and he starts feeling it with the putt up. And if he is, uh, you wouldn't be surprised if he was a runaway mm. winner. Uh, I could, that's that, that 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 to me would be his best chance. You know, if he just goes ballistic. Yeah, and he can hit that stinger yeah. two iron out there yeah. too, and just keep the ball in play when necessary. Next up, Lucas Herbert. This is his third open. Uh, best finish last year at the old course was tied fifteenth. So yeah. that's a good result there. I love Lucas's game. I, mm. I really do, and I think he, if he's in the right space and you know wakes up on the right side of bed uh, four days in a row. Uh, I don't think he can win, but uh, I reckon he can gain an awful lot of confidence for next year mm. if he finishes in the top 10. Brilliant. Well, we have five Aussies uh, making their Open debut. Uh, first up, Travis Smythe, 28-year-old. He qualified through the Asian Tour. I think he finished yeah. third in Hong Kong. He's a fellow ping player like myself. I think as far as the ping players here in Australia goes, he's the first one that they've had as, from as a kid. They've mm. sponsored him as a kid. 
and he might be the first one to play uh, an Open oh. or a major championship. So great for uh, for Travis I've there. I've noticed you mentioning Ping an awful lot lately, yeah. just well, in our yeah. podcast. Sorry. Is something uh, percolating along <laughs> that I should know about? Possibly. Who okay. knows? Right. So, well, Good. Who knows? <laughs> uh, another one of our favourite players. We've watched a lot of him. David Michaluzzi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would love to see him shoot one really low score. Just, mm. to, just to say I'm here. You know, I, I think he needs that. I think he, he's playing on starts at the moment. Next year is when his exemption kicks in. Yes, is that right? DP World Tour. So the best thing that could possibly happen to David Michaluzzi in the rest of his career is a hello world hmm. type round. We might see it because he's certainly got the game um, to do well on a soft open golf course. Yeah, And he does like playing in the wind as well. Yeah, we, that's we've, right. We've seen that here in Australia when it has kicked up. He's, he's elevated his game. Yep. Another guy who loves playing in the winds because he's a fellow West Australian, Hayden Barron. Uh, Don't 20, know much about Hayden. 27 year old, no, real tall, strapping young guy. He he got into the open through his finish at the Australian Open. He made a beautiful eagle putt on the last. That's that got right. Him, got him one of the three qualifying yeah, spots. I remember, that's right. An well amazing done. effort. So uh, it, it'll be an awesome thing for him, and I'm sure his dad, Dave, will go over with him. I know the family well. So, G'day, Dave. Uh, uh, Harrison Crow, the amateur, 21-year-old. Now, when's he going to turn pro? I, I can't believe he's still an amateur, but maybe this was part of the deal. <laughs> I think this is part of the deal. Because <laughs> he won the Asia-Pacific amateur, didn't he? Yeah, so. so he gets into an Open, gets into a Masters, Masters which, we've, okay. which he's already done. Right. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he turns pro next week. Next week, yeah, next week, probably. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, let's hope he makes the cut. That'd yes. be, that, I'd love him to make the cut here and then tick the pro box and away we go. No, it'd be a great result. Uh, and lastly, uh, Connor McKinney, another West Australian, 21-year-old. He went through final qualifying at Dundonald Lynx and mm. went all the way through and got a spot. So an awesome achievement there for yeah, Connor. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Outstanding young talent. We're going to see him in future years. Uh, uh, cut maker? For sure. Yeah, yeah okay. no, I think that'll be a great experience for him to make the four days. Right, well, let's finish off. Well, let, well, should we do some of the pairings there? I yeah, think? yeah, who are you, or so, your favourite pairings? Well, on? the Rory Ram Rose one is a brilliant one, one that fascinates me, and it's going to annoy the heck out of Brooks as he's playing with Patrick Cantlay oh, and no. Hedecky. So that's going to be... No, Hideki plays reasonably quick. He's reasonable, yeah, but uh, Cantlay... Oof, Cantlay yeah. is a tough Oppo- gig. Opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, we've got Lowry, Fowler and McIntyre together. That's nice. a great group for all three of those guys. Yep. As far as the Aussies go, uh, Scotty's playing with Scheffler and Fleetwood. Yep. Nice. Really yep. good pairing there yep. for Scotty, I thought. Cam Smith is with Xander Schauffele and Wyndham Clark. Yeah, sensational. Yeah, Jason Day's got a good one too. He's with uh, Spieth and Matt Fitzpatrick. Yep. Really good. He'll know he's in the tournament playing with those two boys. Beautiful. Yeah. Minwoo Lee and Harrison Crow are playing together and they're with Christian Bezadenhoek. Yeah, that's really good for both our boys mm. there, just uh, playing together. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they... They'd be similar ages, wouldn't they? Crow and yeah. Minwoo. Um, What's Minwoo, about 24? Minwoo's 24, spot on, and yeah. Crow's 21. So, yeah, yeah very okay. similar. Yeah, okay. Uh, that is good for him. Uh, Ryan Fox and Lucas Herbert are playing together, which Great. is good with Ben Arn. And we've got uh, Hayden Barron. He's got Oliver Farr and Dan Bradbury. I don't know much about those guys. Nope. Connor McKinney is with Oliver Wilson and Guido Migliozzi, the Italian. Yep. Good player. Really good player. A star, in mm. fact. A really good player. Travis Smythe with Roman Langask and Brendan Todd. Toddy's having a good year, but uh, Travis, I think uh, Travis is going to have a good week. Yeah. And we've got Zach Johnson, Matt Wallace, and Dave Michaluzzi rounding out uh, the Johnson's Aussie pairings. Wow. Yeah, the Ryder Cup captain. So. Michaluzzi's playing with the Ryder Cup captain, it's and if you win a Masters and a British Open at St Andrews, cool. that's a Hall of Fame career. You're that, going in, Zach. It doesn't that, matter what you do. That is incredible, isn't it? Yeah, so. it really is.
Okay, what do you want to finish up with? I want to finish up with our pick. So I want uh, leading Australian, your pick for the mm. tournament, and best value. So my my, <laughs> my best value is John Rahm. Um, I'm going to put 100 bucks on him. Pretty Ooh. simple. He's at fifteen dollars, and I reckon he should be around nine or ten. Okay. So that's 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 that's. By the way, that's how I bet. If I, if I see, I think the bookmakers are see a the value. Out, I don't think he can pick winners. There's a hundred and fifty six bikes playing. Yep. You just don't know. Mm. You just don't know. But if you see value in the odds, I think it's worthwhile doing it. Mm. You know. So I, I think John Rahm should be about ten or eleven dollars, and you can get him at fifteen at most uh, most betting shops yep. at the moment. Okay. So he's, uh, that's your best value, right? That's my best value. Okay. What's Tyrrell Hatton at? Do you know what he'd be at? Because yeah, uh, Tyrrell's been playing some really good golf of late. Played well at the Scottish Open. Just faded down the stretch, unfortunately. But he loves Lynx golf. He's always done well at the Dunhill Lynx Championship. And what about his anger management? I think. <laughs> How's he going there? <laughs> well, that's always a work in progress. So he needs a good caddy for that, and I'm sure he's got one. But uh, Tyrrell Hatton, twenty nine dollars. That's value. That's good value. Yeah, there, there's my really value good for value. me. There you go. Okay. How about to talking about value? Justin Johnson at thirty four dollars. I might so, change. Justin Johnson. My God. Well, that $34, he almost classifies as a roughie <laughs> at $34. That is impressive. Right. Okay, who's your, um, well, you want to go Aussie or pick? Uh, well, I, I, you can't go past Cameron Smith for leading Australian. Leading I, Australian. I, I think the totally agree. it just completely yeah. shapes in his favour. The whole joint, the fact it's soft, the, the way it sets out, the small greens. Um, I think he'd be crazy to back anybody else to be leading Australian. Mm. Uh, for sure. I'm the same there in that regard. And then who's your pick? My absolute pick for the week. Go on. Right, so we're going past... Oh. I think... I think Brooks Kepka. You're going Kepka? Yep. Okay, what yep. are his odds? $23. 23 okay. Why am I saying that we're going wrong? I'm going to have to rearrange this. <laughs> Where's your value? There's I've all these values. I've only just on. looked at the odds now. <laughs> so, Brooke, hang on, I'm going to change. I'm going to go for Brooks Kepka to be not only the winner, but also best value at $23. Wow. Okay. Can you remind me to do some research on the odds next time we do a, a yes, podcast that, for the for a major? That would be a good idea. Thank you. Okay. That'd be nice. All you? Right. All right. Scotty Scheffler. Tita Green is basically. No one really is in his class at the moment other than possibly Rory. Yeah. And uh, he just needs to have an average putting week, and I think he's due. Yeah. And he needs a major to finish this off. But uh, the hard thing this week is going to be trying to know when to go to bed here in Australia because it's obviously <laughs> on in the afternoon. We've got, got a bit on. We've got the Ashes coming up. Yeah, that's true. We've got the... Uh, um, well, the rain could help the is still going. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. There's, there's that much still going on. It, it is hard to believe. Well, good luck to all the Australians. Let's hope uh, one of our boys is holding up the Clara Jug at the end of the week. Go on, Nick. Cheers, mate. From the Australian Golf Centre, home of the PGA of Australia and Golf Australia, this has been a bonus episode of Talk Birdie to Me with Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. And if you can share the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, that'd be awesome. Talk Birdie to Me's executive producer is Dan Bradley at Kaizen Media. Sound design by Daryl Misson at loudzebra.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 